This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. What's up, everybody? It's episode 117 of Beers in the Lot. Before we get going, just want to quickly remind you that you can check out beersinthelot.com for all the info you might need, including our store with merchandise like hoodies and t-shirts, as well as Patreon and our Discord information. Go check it out at beersinthelot.com. On this one, we talked about Riggs' recent trip to Ohio for his son's tournament. Riggs asked the question, have the Leafs figured it out? And Ovechkin broke the franchise goal record, so we talked about him and his effect on local hockey. But here we go, let's crack those beers. Riggs, Team Poor, were you drinking, Riggs? First of all, this smells delicious. Um, I am I'm drinking a beer that I brought back, one of the beers that I brought back from Cleveland, Ohio, on a recent kids hockey trip. Uh, this is Duality Citra and Centennial from Masthead Brewing in downtown Cleveland. The land of Cleve. It is, yes. <laughs> Believe land. It is, uh, it is, this is really, really good. Excellent stuff. I actually had it on draft when I was there for lunch, but uh, I had to get, I had to get a four pack to bring back among other things. You had to do it to him. Had to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> had to do it yeah. to him. Very good. Johnny, what do you have? I have a uh, Smoking the Bandit yellow jacket which is a course banquet i got so <laughs> for those that are on where are the reference do yourself a favor and watch the film but yeah <laughs> you don't like 100 percent hold up but like whatever i don't know <laughs> yeah but yeah whatever they're they're, they're timeless they're, yeah they're a good they're watch good. like on uh, yeah. sunday afternoon when you're you don't want to watch nfl and you're waiting for you know ofbg sunday night league yeah <laughs> You know, smoking and the bandit might be on. <laughs> yeah, ten four, man. Yeah. yeah. All day. <laughs> Aaron, what are you drinking? It's a, good, it's a good movie to watch when you're on a road trip and you're not driving. <laughs> yeah. When you got yeah. a long way to go and a short time to get there. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, I've got tonight. I gave this one a try because I was picking out singles. Uh, getting some beers for the pod, and I got a Saranac Ruby Red Ale Ooh. with grapefruit. And I actually, it caught my attention because it looks an awful lot like the Moosehead Rattler can. It does. And it tastes an awful lot like the Moosehead Rattler. It's mm. it's an ale. Like, it's not a Rattler. Like, it's not the same. But mm. it's good. It's It's like an all-year kind of grapefruit. <laughs> beer i don't know it's good <laughs> it's not the rattler but it's it's good <laughs> aaron have you ever had a paloma cocktail i can't say that i have that doesn't sound familiar you you would like it as a grapefruit enthusiast yes. i think you would like it yes. so it's what's tequila? crazy what's crazy is that i don't like grapefruit normally but really? in beer it's good <laughs> i don't I feel like understand. you always cir- i feel like you always <laughs> circle to that one way or another <laughs> Yeah, and so, for whatever reason, I love these grapefruit beers. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so the Paloma, it's tequila and then lime juice. And then you can either use grapefruit juice and like grapefruit or like squirt, which is a grapefruit uh, soda. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you mix it Which together, I don't like. Bang. 
<laughs> I bet I'm willing to bet you have a Paloma. I bet you'd be like, because I, I even probably like would those like it, now. Yeah. Very refreshing. So, <laughs> nice little summer. Look, I'll give one a try sometime now. Yeah. Hmm. And we are missing. We are sans Daniel tonight as he welcomes his third baby. Uh, he and uh, Mrs. Daniel. his name is on twitter fuck it he and uh he and his wife are welcoming their their third uh over the weekend so congratulations to him um we'll give him the night off he 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 probably needs a rest i think he can have the night yeah that's fair yeah it's fair that's fair what's going on then so you So, John, you're watching, uh, I can see it on TV there. You're watching the, looks like the wrap up of Isles and, uh, Calgary. Yeah. Calgary. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, well, it's still three, three and still going in OT and, uh, oh, why is, did it end on your screen? No, no. I was just, it (laughs) looked like, looked like they were about to, I don't know. At the locker room or something. Oh, no, no, no. So, uh, I can only see a quarter of your screen. So, yeah, yeah. OT <laughs> three on three right now. And Sorokin's just kept him in the damn game. Like the Islanders, I'm confused by this Islanders team. They have some weapons and I just think they're poorly. I, I don't want to say coach because I think some of that Barry Trotzism is still, uh, kind of like cinched into this team's, like, you know, kind of blood. But like, I just, I'm not a fan of the way they play the Islanders. They have some skaters on the team. And I, I, I said it like weeks ago when Barzell signed, I'm like, he must really just like being a New York guy. Like, that's the only reason I can come up with the fact that he signed with the Islanders, and their GM <laughs> is an 80 year old, just nut job. So <laughs> Dobson ended it by the way. Oh, Dobson ended this, it. who has Islanders in the pool. I think I have Islanders actually. Yeah. I've been pulling has, some wins in. Who lately, has I Calgary? Think. Calgary uh, would be Riggs's, yeah. Riggs's Riggs. team, man. Islanders are actually my top, one of my top, uh, top win teams. They've got seven. They're right up Jeez. there with Toronto with seven. John, though, oh, John, you're running, you're running this show. Vegas with eleven wins. Yeah, I picked that pretty <laughs> early too. Yeah, I knew that. I'm on that Vegas train. It's a long season, though. Lots of games left. Yeah, I mean, you're already starting to notice some of the teams that are like. For real, not for real, kind of just like moving along. So American Thanksgiving, fast approaching, obviously. Best holiday of the year. So yep. we'll see what happens in terms of playoff position. And that, that magical threshold's usually within four points. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes, yeah. Well, Riggs is uh, back from a trip to Cleveland with the kids over the weekend, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes. Some interesting Cleveland. stuff happened going on. Does <laughs> Cleveland rock rigs? Yeah, actually it does. We went out a, a night early and uh, my parents came out too. So, you know, they could watch their grandson and hang out with us and stuff. So we went to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on uh, Friday morning, which was awesome. I had been there years and years ago. So it was cool to like go back and actually like take in some of the stuff and understand more of the history before walking in and then like having my dad there just because he's been in music so long you know he could like guide us through all the important things so that was cool and then uh the next morning um we went to the a christmas story house 
(laughs) (laughs) the location of the exteriors and half of the interiors. Um, Some guy uh, bought it off of eBay like 15 years ago or something and turned it into a tourist attraction. Uh, much to the chagrin of the people in that neighborhood, um, oh, I'm sure. I, I gather that they do not like having uh, the tours going through that house, um, the museum across the street, and the massive gift shop uh, sort of cat a corner to. So, what's the parking the situation? House. What's I'm um, curious because they like have, a neighborhood. They have a part- two. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have one lot um, in between the. Christmas Story House and the Bumpuses House because they own the okay. Bumpuses House too. Yeah, yeah. And, Goddamn uh, Bumpuses! You know, yeah, we're the dogs, right? <laughs> the Bumpuses yeah. dogs. It's yeah. the dogs. Bumpuses. Uh, Bumpuses. <laughs> so they have a parking lot there, but it's kind of small, and then it's just street parking. Um. So yeah. Uh, I don't think uh, the neighbors. Are too keen on that i i can't imagine what it's like down there after thanksgiving you know like between thanksgiving and, and christmas and new year's it's probably uh crazy down there but it was cool it's because you know you kind of grow up watching the movie and then you know like the turner networks do the 24-hour deal on christmas day now so it's on all the time and it was cool to see and um they the way that it's set up um it's not like a typical like uh you know stuffy sort of museum thing um they've put things out that you could pick up and touch and you know reenact scenes from the movie and everything and they actually encourage it you know they want people cool. to take pictures and videos Good. of it obviously because yeah. you could promote you know well and it's free advertising at that point absolutely yeah. absolutely so you know they have like a bowling ball they have um unloaded bb guns everywhere (laughs) um they have leg lamps everywhere they have you know you can if you're if you're able to you can get underneath the sink like uh you know the little (laughs) brother randy and you know when he's scared you know and and everything (laughs) dad's gonna kill ralphie they have they have (laughs) a bar soap up in the upstairs bathroom um you know and, and a little orphan a, annie decoder and a notepad, rings yep a notepad <laughs> yeah. with a decoder ring up there and everything and you could you know you can mess with all that stuff so um there's a, there's a telephone upstairs too that if you pick it up um you hear you know like the mom's Works his mom yeah like yeah. talking and, I'm, um, yeah, and I'm the yelling from the hockey stats the yelling what? from the other what? end yeah what? and then you just hear him oh what i do yeah what I so do? Oh, it, it's God. just it's <laughs> yeah it's really cool like and then like in the museum they have all the authentic stuff right like behind glass and everything but um yeah it was cool good time so Kids. so i have to i have to kind of ask really quick before we touch the rest of the cleveland trip I know you and I had a very interesting conversation when I saw on YouTube that they are having like a, he's like 30 or 40 or 50 yes. or whatever age he is now. Yes. And he's coming back home. Yes. Like, who? Oh my God. Shove it. So, Ralphie's coming back. I have no uh, desire to watch it. Yeah. It's, it's no. like he no, thanks. goes home and like he has his kids there on Christmas or whatever. Um, and you get the feeling like dad passed away recently, so, so he's doing it. Yeah, my own personal feeling on this, and I was talking to one of the other dads from the team about it, is like 
no desire to watch it it's gonna suck how can you recreate the magic of the original film like you can't you there's no it's impossible the other thing is the staff at the house never mentioned that movie once never mentioned oh, it intriguing. once not endorsed and no intriguing. one brought it no one that was there brought it up like none of the other patrons wow so yeah so nobody cares <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny <laughs> nobody cares because oh. even even watching the trailer it looked like there were a billion and a half callbacks to the first but is, film but isn't it isn't it like direct to streaming isn't it only on hbo max or something like that i think so it's not even like it's not even going to be in theaters or the modern equivalent of straight to video. Right. I mean, I think like, well, I mean, we had this conversation a little bit with like, you know, Top Gun a little bit, like, unless you're literally doing a summer blockbuster where like, it makes more sense because of what you can hear and see and kind of feel in the movie theater with the jet planes, you know, and whatnot. Like why, like, that's not something I would ever probably see in theaters. Like what, you know, why? Right. I don't Well, and and the so the original Christmas story movie didn't do well when it was released in theaters. It right. only became popular after it came out on home video. Exactly. On on VHS and beta. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> like um you know it, it became part of, you know, what kids grew up with, you know, at home. Imagine the cat that pitched at the TNT Turner, you know, like quarterly sales meeting like oh we gotta figure out some christmas programming programming he had like the vhs like in his messenger bag he's like i have an idea like (laughs) like, (laughs) we're gonna play this for 24 hours and they were like i don't know man i i don't know about that and then they just have done it i feel like they've done that my whole I can't even remember when they started. I feel like they've been doing it for a billion years. Forever now, right? Like it just—it seems like it's always been that way. Yeah, you know. I don't think it started playing as twenty-four hour marathons. Mm -mm. Like I definitely remember when it's like, oh, it's on. We got to watch it. We got to tape it. We got to set the VCR to record it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely remember that. And then it seemed like at some point they're just all in on Christmas Story and just we're gonna run this all the time. Do the do the two of you? I'm just curious. Like, and and I'm not jumping too far ahead, obviously, because we we fully endorse Thanksgiving. We want to <laughs> give it its run. But like, are there three Christmas movies you watch every year? Like Halloween movies, I feel like I'm in and out every year because it depends on time and whatnot. And like, I feel like this year, like I haven't just with me moving and everything. Like, I feel like I I got into zero routines in general. But like, Aaron, do you have three Christmas movies you always watch? <laughs> There, there's a Halloween movie too. Well, not a movie, I guess. It's the Garfield Christmas special. Okay, I, we watch that every year. I love nice. it. Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> that is good. As you know, Halloween is Garfield's middle name. Gar- exactly. Yeah. Halloween Field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, Christmas movies. Yeah, there's there's Christmas Story. There's the Charlie Brown Christmas special. We always got to watch that. Spectacular. And then yeah, there's another one. I. We 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 watched this cartoon version of uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas" that me okay. and my brother have watched since we were kids huh. or whatever. So it's it's got like mice in it, and they sing a song about a clock. And I, I don't expect anybody <laughs> to know what the hell it is, but it, it's one of those traditions, you know. Everybody's got a tradition, so 
yeah, there's there's a there's a couple other movies that are like if they're on then you know, or if I think about them or somebody wants to watch it, then I'm I'm all about it. But you know, no, the third one doesn't come directly to mind. I suppose. Riggs, Riggs, what about you? Uh, definitely a Christmas Story. Yep. Christmas Vacation. I actually Stellar. watch. I actually watched the end of it last night because it was on right before I went <laughs> over to OFBG. Oh wow! Nice. It was. I. I was. I didn't want to watch football. Um, I forget which hockey game it was on. Might have been like Kane's Leafs or something. Yep. And then uh, I was like, I just I can't be bothered with this stuff right now because we had just driven <laughs> five hours back. Like, so I saw in the thing that um, Cartoon Network was premiering christmas vacation <laughs> like yesterday so i popped that in and then uh i don't know it's probably like a tie um amongst the charlie brown special the rudolph the you know the claymation oh yeah, rudolph. yeah, yeah. see that's in my top three yeah because of my boy yukon cornelius yeah. Oh, that's Him and I are that's dogs. a different one though, isn't it? No, 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 no it's Rudolph yeah. the Red. Is it the reindeer. same one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they yeah. so they do that, and then two there's another them. one. No, there's Maybe. like a whole. There's like there's, a whole. Yeah, there's a slew of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Series of these things, but he's definitely in the like. <laughs> he the is. Yeah. Red Rudolph yep. the Red Nose Reindeer. That's the. Like, yeah. I think that's like I don't know if they call it correctly, but that's like the flagship one, like the one yeah. they always show, and that's the longest one. It was like made in like sixty three or sixty four. Four or sixty-five, yeah. like right around they're there, all like, like the sixties. Yeah, <laughs> they're all made in the sixties. But me, it's Rudolph hmm. the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Really love that. I really like Christmas Story, and then like I'm like half torn because I really like the Jim Carrey Grinch. I think it's oh. just great. Like I like the way it's done. Uh, little Cindy Lou aged very well. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the movie still stands up. Very, I like the animated well. Grinch. If you're gonna like the yeah. animated Grinch, bringing yeah. up the Grinch, I mean, no, I agree. I like, think yeah. like the tradition is, yeah, the tradition, like with some of those things, like very, I agree. But I'm, I'm like, the reason I like that is like, I like Jim Carrey, like Dumb and Dumber, Pet Detective, that stuff. So, like, I see a lot of the characters in that Grinch. I know he yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. went off the reservation a little bit right after, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Home Alone's up there too. The original, yeah. Home Alone, the, the first Home Alone two, movies are good. the first yeah. two, first two are yeah. great. Yeah, I always, I love those like Jack Eichel is Marv memes. Those are always yeah, my favorite thing. He's, he's got the perfect look for yeah. Marv. There was actually, I remember. So like, I remember that big thing because it's like almost a year since Eichel was traded to Vegas. So the funny thing is when Elliot Friedman went to interview him in Buffalo. Like before he sold his house, he actually sold his house to like Paige Thompson. I think. But anyway, he, um, the only piece of like hockey memorabilia in the entire house of Jack, like no USA hockey stuff, no BU, none of that shit. You wouldn't even know. He had a picture of like someone did fan art of like him and Marv side by side. And that's when he had to <laughs> Oh man. And I was like, <laughs> what a weird cat. But good for Jack Eichel. Like he's doing well. So. The surgery worked. Yeah, that's actually kind of big news, right? Is that yes? He's the first one to receive that surgery, and now like a couple other guys have gotten it. Tyler and, Johnson in Chi Town did it, and I feel right? like somebody else is going to or did. Somebody with a recognizable, like really recognizable name too. Yeah, 
Well, but in in other in other sports, it's been like approved and done, and for some reason, and I I understand part of it. Like in the CBA, I guess the way it was previously written, some of the language is strongly worded against like players just seeking their own outside opinion. Like it has to be consulted with the owners and medical doctors of the team, and yada yada. And since Jack Eichel, you know, kind of like good on him for standing his ground because he looked at the data from the artificial disc replacement versus the fusion. It was like, this is a quality of life thing for me, not just a hockey thing. Like, I think both avenues would get him to play, you know, at his elite level. But like the artificial disc replacement is a better long term solution because once you start getting fusions, it just gets, you know, more compounded and all that. Yeah, I say good for him, honestly. Like it was a bunch of drama at the time when it was going down and it was all like, oh, you know whoever could control the new the media narrative seemed to be having the mm. the the public on their side or whatever like it it was kind of weird at the time but I, I in in hindsight yeah good for him honestly i think that the right outcome happened from his perspective well it's it's going to be somewhat historical too because i think there are, are a lot of people that are equating it to tommy john surgery and baseball where mm-hmm. it's it's basically going to be something that's going to become pretty common. It's going to extend players' careers beyond, you know, a few seasons maybe where you know they were they were dealing with problems or, or whatever right. it was. So we were talking about it in Discord. Even it's like I wonder how many players didn't make the show, right. didn't make didn't make a career out of hockey because of this injury, and now. That's that's not gonna be a thing anymore. Well, think of think of like Bobby Orr back in the seventies with his knees, mm. right? Yeah, I mean, if they had like maybe if he if he played ten years later, hypothetically, with some of the advancements they were able to make, who I mean, knows? He, Could have been a different knows? story for his career. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, even some of the guys in the eighties and nineties, like you're saying, with the, I mean, yeah, they didn't have some of the surgeries we have, obviously today, and medical advancements every five years. It's like significantly further than it was the previous it, it's a given sure. i think of like someone like mario with his injuries you know all the back stuff he dealt with yeah there were other health problems too but like the back was significant for him especially in the later years when he came back you know the early sid years he couldn't couldn't even tie his skates mm-hmm. and it was that bad but there are other i mean tons of other players i think of goaltenders with their hips right that's the one thing yeah. i've been thinking more and more now is we we play with some guys that like they've had hip issues lately or they're getting a replacement. Like I know one specifically, <laughs> like, so it comes to mind. Cause I'm just chuckling at him as he was explaining it to me the other week. So yeah. Yeah. That may be, that may be the next sort of major area for hockey players specifically is how do you extend the lifetime of the hips? <laughs> because mm-hmm. that's where, that's where a lot of the forces, all the rotational forces are. Um, all of the sort of, of hits, uh, brute forces of skating are, you know, so it's just wear and tear. And I mean, and- imagine, imagine how much longer Jeff Skinner can do mohawks up and down the ice <laughs> if he could figure out his hip issues. <laughs> no, I think he just he just needs a good uh, he needs a skating coach. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with mohawks as somebody who like used to teach them. Yeah, but. There's a time and a place. Sometimes I've seen him skate up the ice, like we're joking about. And I'm like, yes, it's like wide open and you just mohawks. I'm like, buddy, if somebody's barreling down on you, I get the mohawk to open yourself up to like 
you know, get the pass so you keep moving downhill off the ice. But I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you? Like, stop. <laughs> stop it. Like, like you're not protecting the pot. You're not doing anything except just, he, he, just skating sideways for no reason. <laughs> he he could literally yeah. be on a breakaway and probably he would Mohawk. go. He would go ten and two twice at least. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Going on one side, switch to the yes, other side exactly. because <laughs> because Eric and I live in Maryland. I wonder if at some point when sports betting becomes legalized in our state. We can What's we can overall? place bets on this. Number we can we can bet on the Mohawks Jeff Skinner is going to make in like tomorrow's oh. Sabres game. Like what's the over under on Mohawks for Jeff Skinner? Like oh, I'm placing a futures bet seven thousand Mohawks before Thanksgiving. That's cash awesome. day three of the season. Like cash it. This is kind of funny because Brando. Uh, Former guest of the pod and friend of the pod. He gives me shit all the time because I guess I do it and I don't realize that I'm doing it. And then he he's, he keeps on telling me, he's like, nah, you would have done way better on that play if you'd been skating sideways. <laughs> 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 he gives me shit all the time for that. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you'd be way better if you were skating sideways. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so are the Leafs fixed? Seems like they're okay now. They got some wins. I have seven? a theory. I have a theory on them personally. Yeah, they have seven I, wins. I mean, they 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 got some injury problems in that, but it, it seems like seems like they've kind of figured it out. Like the top six have at least. I think that team gets up for whoever they play, mm. mm-hmm. and then your Arizonas of the world. because yeah they they got smoked by them somehow some way because it's weird like i i almost see so like pittsburgh they they're seven straight losses and the pens it's like little situational issues it it almost looks like they're a little sluggish so i don't know what their issues really are like i i have a few things but like the leafs they do have net injury issues but like in terms of all the rest of their personnel, they're fine. So for them, it's kind of like, what is going on? I don't know. I don't think the Leafs' bottom six is all that strong. I just don't. Like, they have Zach Aston Reese. I'm I'm sick of hearing in some circles he, like, drives analytics. I, get that guy out of here. I, I don't want to hear that. There's <laughs> no way he does. They, he doesn't, like, there's a basic eye test, and he never he did, passes he wouldn't it. be in the bottom six. They never have the puck when he's on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, so there's no I don't way understand. he drives anything. That's why I never understood it. <laughs> he probably and, can't even drive a car. So whatever. <laughs> wah, wah. Oh, well, my oh, favorite, oh. you know, they they tried to spin it, you know, like oh, we're getting you know Dubis and Shanahan and Keith, you know, we're getting a really good player, you know, at below market value, yada yada. And the thing with Zach Aston Reese, he wanted to go. He wanted to stay east. He didn't want to go west. Apparently, like Edmonton offered him a contract, mm. not a PTO, a full contract. And he was polite and he just said, I want to keep east for, I guess, personal reasons. So, whatever. Yeah, sure. And the only team in the, in the east, because they have a lot of familiarity with him, they were like, We don't want to sign you. Pittsburgh let him walk. And they, and Toronto ended up giving a PTO. I think he's making like 850, 
which is much better than I make, but the Powerball's tonight, so I may be able to talk <laughs> shit later this week. We'll see. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, I just, like, I I don't know. That's so weird to me. I don't know. Zach Essen Reese sucks. Mulligan's okay. Uh, I like Simmons. I think he can bring something, but, like, they don't play keeps, him. They scratch him, then they don't. Then they yeah. send him back down, and then he doesn't skate with the AHL team, which I, that's his right. Like, I, I think, like, you know, whatever. Um, and then they have Robertson, who's like in this weird circle. They scratched him a few times. He played last night. They won. I think he played Saturday. I think I don't remember. But but yeah, it's just weird. I don't I don't know why they do it. I don't know if it's just Keith maybe doesn't like the way he plays, or it could be like a personal thing. Like I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Riggs boys, Sonny Milano played. Yeah, he did. I made the mention <laughs> to. to <laughs> Riggs last night about it, like on Ovechkin's uh, record break. Was it the breaking for Gordy Howe with one team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Franchise goal I scoring. actually, I actually do think that's kind of cool about Ovechkin. Like Yager did it with a billion teams. Nothing wrong with that. Gretzky did it with technically four. Um, Howe did it with Whalers, Detroit. Yeah, two, two. Ovi's gonna do it with one. Yeah. In a salary cap era, which is You're crazy, right. right? Well, I crazy mean, to me. Well, that so the thing about that that initial long term contract that he signed at the time, everybody was like, "That's stupid," right? And Uncle Ted, for all of his faults, said, "You know, this is this is going to be the standard for generational talent in the NHL." You watch, and then what happened? Like all these guys are signed for you know, eight, eight year deals, 12 years, Uh right? Like whatever it is. So that's, what's going to enable that is even in the salary cap of free agency era, you know, they're going to give generational talent, long-term deals at the appropriate money and keep those guys around and sell tickets and sell merchandise. And Oh, by the way, have players that can, you know, help you win and help you win championships and that kind of thing. Well, and the funny thing is, like Ovechkin, there's always been talk to with him, and now it's kind of with McDavid, and I kind of agree with it. Like, what the players signed for isn't what the max they could technically get because a player in the CBA is allowed to get twenty percent of total salary for the team. Right, right. No player is signed for that. That would be insanity. Obviously, if somebody actually did, because then you literally couldn't formulate a team. Like, look at Edmonton; they have two nuclear weapons, and they can't. You know, they still have issues, but like Ovechkin, and I've said this, like he's one guy who probably does deserve it. Not just for what he's been able to do for like, you know, the caps with a cup and just driving revenue. But if you look at like hockey in the DMV area, exactly, like, yeah. that's, that's an Ovechkin effect. And yes, there are kids that like Backstrom. There are kids that like Carlson. There are kids that loved Holpe way more than they did Ovechkin. That's totally fine. But like it was an Ovechkin effect. Yes. It, it was butterfly effect. It created, exactly yep. it created a pipeline of generational fans, right? So the, the, the people who were younger when Ovechkin came in the league and they were already Caps fans or they became fans because he was there, you know, now they've had kids and their kids are watching and or playing now and you know, they're starting to get older now and it's just, it it just kind of snowballs from there. Right. And 
it it's it creates a a, a long term fan base. So and then the you know the cup always when when you win a championship, it always sort of huge builds, ripple effect. Yeah. It builds that that foundation, right? Like you're you're always gonna have a foundational sort of fan base that's there because of that that championship. And you're going to gain more fans that will turn into long-term fans because it say what you want about bandwagon fans at the time, they turn into long fans, long-term fans. Not all of them do, but a good chunk of them probably will. Yes, they do. That's that's huge. It's always good. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm happy the caps like, you know, it's a, it's a viable fan base. And also too, like I said, like it, it created a boom in the DMV area for hockey. Like it wasn't just. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that either play roller or didn't play hockey or, you know, and now the Caps are getting more out into the community doing some of the roller hockey initiatives and street hockey activities with deck hockey and stuff. That's great. Like, cause then you're, yep. then you're really creating kids that either, you know, pick up more ball hockey because that's becoming a bigger thing because it is a little more accessible than ice. And then, you know, on those same deck hockey rinks that the Caps have helped revitalize on some of them you can do roller hockey on it too. So it's twofold. So it's really cool. And roller hockey's always had a decent, somewhat decent, you know, impact on the area. They used to have pro teams here years and years ago, the yeah. Washington power power. And, uh, uh, out in, uh, Winchester, they had the semi-pro team, the generals. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a big deal. Like when I started playing, it was roller. It was all roller. There was yeah. a, uh, league, um, I forget what it was initially called, but it ended up being called um the Southeastern Street and Roller Hockey Association. Okay. And like when we were kids, like I, I think we were we were like 12, 13, 14 years old. We were like organizing our own friends as teams and then having our parents sign us up. <laughs> as teams awesome. and like go play in this league and stuff and and you know uh compete for you know whatever and and everything it was it was really cool and at that time right a bunch of the rinks around here were um they were open air you know covered open air so like frederick's second rink was like that right uh wheaton, wheaton a, was yep. originally like that um and so most of the places that we played were um you know the concrete pad in the summertime in inside of the you know the 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 whatever you want to call it the pavilions um (laughs) yeah yeah, that's essentially it's a big big pavilion right with lines painted on it (laughs) so and you know we had we had a great time it was awesome and then you i don't know if you guys remember the um what was it the nhl street thing that they used to do it's nhl breakout because yeah, i actually have some of those jerseys <laughs> because my dad would take us down to that because i would do roller hockey in the spring and summer oh, they would it. shut down like so far um right uh, on the mall there the yeah the a couple of the cross streets right on the mall mm-hmm. in between the Capitol and and the washington monument and they would put up these like inflatable yeah uh, they were like roller hockey rink things two feet right? high two or three feet high they were the black bumpers and it's just inflated yeah. and they used ball it was great it was awesome and the nhl put it on it was like a tour they went to yeah. a bunch of different Every cities city. 
and and it was an open tournament so if you had a team you could sign up and go play yeah um, that's awesome just just really cool stuff i actually kind of wish the nhl would bring some of that stuff right that's why i brought it up i know like <laughs> well but i know they do like local stuff so maybe the nhl's like hey we'll worry about some of like the league-wide initiatives and mechanisms like you're responsible for your own growth i kind of part of me likes that because then like it tasks the owners with not just going like okay like i just have this team like it's like no yeah part of being an owner in the nhl and you know owning a team and then also too like players have certain things in their contracts you know like yeah not just like ovechkin to do like player appearances and stuff but like some of the you know fourth and ahl guys it's like you have x amount of player appearances or marketing type things you have to do every year like a guy like ovechkin and backstrom maybe yours is all like commercials which it's it's funny uh we're like we're talking a lot about like Washington area stuff and like Ovechkin. Uh, I'm watching the Edmonton Washington game right now, and they've been matching uh, Kuznetsov, uh, Ovechkin, and Sherry against Drysidle and McDavid and whoever else plays with them. Uh, hmm. Whoever else? <laughs> well, that's literally and, who you need. To, and, yeah, whoever and, else plays with them. Exactly. And uh, uh, the other person. <laughs> <laughs> Ovi just took a run at Drysaddle at center ice. Drysaddle's like, like, a big dude. Holy moly! Like every time I see him, like he's a big man. <laughs> I just had to mention that. <laughs> I do like Ovi. He still like kind of mixes it up a little bit. He just plays the same game. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, he's changed a little bit, but it really, you know, as far as the physical stuff, it's kind of the same. Yeah. I mean, there was a stage when he was a big ruffian, but yeah. he got that out of his system. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the, uh, there was a, there was a goal that the puck went through Campbell's glove. Wow. Did you oh. see that? No. Yeah. He, uh, I, I, huh. I don't remember which Dallas player it was, but, uh, they got the zone and then, uh, dropped it back to a, 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 a guy who was coming in over the blue line, coming in hot and just wound up, pointed to the ceiling and just blasted it. <laughs> and then Campbell awesome. went to make a routine glove save. And then it just, from the video that I saw, it looked like it like went off the edge of his glove and just went through, went, went past yeah. him or whatever. Cause it was yeah. just a super heavy shot, but they showed the replay and slowed it down. And then they like closed up on, did a close up on his glove. And there's like a, kind of a large gap in some of the webbing and it's, i think that puck <laughs> went through <laughs> so he like looked at his glove after the shot even like what the hell i thought i had that and then this is two days ago i'm gonna watch i'm curious what equipment of manufacturer uses <laughs> let's see oh yeah he had his stick to the rafters holy <laughs> hell <laughs> dude it was a blast dude. i don't know so guy comes in the zone rigs does like the gretzky curl out yeah. And then he just lays it on a, the lady's tee or like, he's still like very high point, <laughs> but he lays it into, I mean, he had a good nine feet. He's moving into this puck. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it full, full clip too. Oh, it really looks Man. like it did go through his glove. Let's see. Oh yeah. I think that went through the fucking glove. Oh my God. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Maybe he's like artist Urbe and like does his own pads. Oh shit. It did go through the glove. Yeah, you can see the gap in the video. Like, they zoom in on it. And he uses Vaughn. 
Oh, that's not a good wow. look for Vaughn. If that was a Brian's glove, it would have. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was Brian. <laughs> that was a Brian's glove. That wouldn't go in. And that'll do it for episode 117. Thank you so much for your listen. We appreciate your support. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe and all that good stuff on your podcatcher. And more importantly, tell your friends about our podcast, especially your teammates and other folks that are in the hockey world. Let them know about our show and that'll help us out a whole lot. Also, don't forget to check out beersandalot.com. That's where you can find all the info on our merchandise store and our Patreon, which is how you can get some of the stuff that's only available to those supporters like pint glasses and koozies. And like I say every week, check out our Discord, beersandalot.com slash Discord. You can jump in there and join in the conversation. We've had a couple new members in the last week. You know who you are. I appreciate you listening to me and coming to check us out. Thanks. And again, a big thank you to you who have listened this far. Thank you so much for your support. We'll see you next week with another episode. Catch you then. <laughs>